Blog Talk Radio. I met him in outer space. He asked me what I was doing there, cause I looked out of place. Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Empress sent you. Hello, 
hello. Every time I do that, I feel like Oprah because that's how she used to open up her shows when Oprah had television talk shows. And, you know, she is one of the people that I admired, uh, one of the persons that I used to uh, emulate uh, watching how she was just a regular person. She was a person that was actually from the same state that I was born in. Um, not the same city, but same state. Young black woman um, on broadcast news who had aspirations of being able to just touch people through the spoken word. Um, I'm not a poet. I do write, uh, and I understand that she wrote too. Um, but I didn't know a lot of the things that we had in common until I just began to learn more about myself and realizing that some things are just common in people, some things you don't have to make up, some things you don't have to try and be, it's just what you're made out of. And sometimes that's evident and sometimes it's not. And I have found that to be true in myself. And I think that a lot of people are just not aware about themselves. Self-awareness, the concept of self-awareness is something that I've read recently and something that I've always been interested in. Uh, originally, this show tonight was to be about uh, a topic, uh, a self-explanation of sorts of who uh, a person was and why they were who they were and what experiences in their lives brought them to who they actually are. And a lot of people just think that they already know. They already know who they're supposed to be. You know, it's very common to see families who fall into uh, realms of practice, you know, there are families of doctors and families of lawyers and families of teachers and families of nurses. I mean, I actually came from a family of nurses, and it was something that I tried desperately not to be, trying to be more individual, trying to separate myself from others, trying to be uh, what I determined of who I was supposed to be, and that it had nothing to do uh, related to who I was uh, associated with. It was just what I thought I should be um, because of where I came from. And the thing about self-awareness is that a lot of people just assume that a, a lot of things, just from the jump. They assume what other people are. They assume that they know why a person is who they are when actually it's very difficult to understand yourself. There's no blueprint for it. And it's not even a yay or nay or amen corner that goes along with that. It just depends on how well versed you are with trying to search those things out about yourself. So I thought it would be interesting to speak with someone who I knew in a personal light. I knew him as uh, just a person who lived in the community that I was from. I also knew him um from other persons that I was related to. So I knew him in different ways. Uh, and then in a public and a social realm, um, I had heard of him through other people, and it was totally not the same person, like literally. It was he was being spoken of in one way with his family, a different way with his family, even a more different way uh, uh, in an unspoken evidence hidden part of himself, and we had to cancel the show. It got, uh, someone got wind of it. Someone decided to go and sabotage the show, and I say sabotage because I think that this would have been a really healthy way of things happening and coming to the forefront for him. He was very willing to do this. Uh, he had lived a portion of his life 
as a straight male. He had lived as a uh, married male and then um, had struggled the whole time, which was something that was evident to me, with his sexuality and then began to practice fully as a female, uh, not surgically, I'm not sure, but all of those little details still um, don't really uh, worry me as much as it is like, I want to understand the why or what brought that person to be as conflicted. And, you know, I had a, I had someone on the show a couple uh, months ago, actually, and we were going to tackle this whole homophobia uh, craze because I think some people are literally like they're kind of afraid. I'm not scared of the effect. I'm not scared of your sexual capabilities, advances. I'm not, like, I'm not really scared of that because I am aware of myself sexually, so that doesn't bother me. Well, some people are afraid to the point of their of them being comfortable bashing, and I, unbeknownst to myself, invited someone onto the show to just try to explain that because their platform seems to surround that, uh, surround protecting people's private lives, not knowing that that particular guest was herself a lesbian, and so much so that she had gone to the extreme of being almost a heterosexual basher. So I had to shut her down because... All hate is still hate. Like, I, 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 I cannot say that there is no place for anyone on this earth to think that just their way is the way that it's supposed to be. Um, when you start to think and function in those ways, you start to open up the doors for people to uh, retaliate. And I think sometimes we just don't understand the difference between individualism, uh, your identity, uh, imitation, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight because there were some things that I even learned in reading, and I know it's been so long, baby. It's been so long that I can't tell you who I know when Pavlov, because he was a dog man with a little, you know, you put the bell on to cut his jaw off on the dog and he in the book. I was traumatized by that, but I know that there are some methods of training and teaching in our adolescence and even in our pre-adolescence about self-esteem, self-concept, self-actualization. But what we don't talk about is where some of these ideas come from. And some of the things that we even practice and even reinforce today are not even the truth of what, who and what people are then. Now, first of all, I don't know any generation, even when I was a teenager, uh, well, I'm well from that now. But when I was a teenager, a lot of people had a lot to say about adolescents, about teens, about how they are just so out of their minds that they don't know what they're doing. They think they know everything, and there's just a, a, a ball of hell rolling around the world causing havoc everywhere. It's even the more so that type of talk today. Um, well, when you actually look into some of the history of that whole move of kind of discounting the adolescent at being aware, it's actually not not really the truth. What what it is is that in an adolescent, the changes of life had always been blamed on their hormones. Like, well, I'm so full of hormones, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Of being, you know, sexually driven, I can't control my PP, and I'm hot to try. You know, she fast. That's what they would say. She fast. That that's the reason why they're out of control, and that that's the same thing that you can say of some forty year olds. That's the same thing you can say of people who are Bill over 40. Um, so that was not the truth. And the thing about it is, is there is a break-free 
attitude that comes with adolescence just naturally. People want to identify themselves, and unfortunately, instead of coming into themselves by themselves, they come into themselves with other little groups of people who look like them, who talk like them, who live near them, who go to school with them, who do the things they want to do, who lie about the things they're doing. And we assimilate into these little pods of people from so early that some of us, and I'm not going to act like I'm just so enlightened and I'm just so removed from this, but we all at some level function in this same identity-stricken, not really sure who we are kind of deal. Some of us get comfortable with it. Others of us fight it to the death, and we try to not. And so tonight we want to kind of talk about that. First of all, I do want to say that something like who you're related to, things that happen in life, death, divorce, trouble, all of those things are um, just natural happening. Some of these things happen more frequently because of some things that you can actually control, and that part, I think, is what we're not taught. We're not taught, you know, to to understand the power of self-esteem and self-concept, and what we do is we rely on other people, and there are actually tests. I, I hope that the people on the phone are going to be willing to talk to me tonight, not to tell me your business. I'm not trying to really get into your business as much as I'm trying to have a healthy conversation about self-esteem, about well-being. And in order to do that, there are some things that you have to actually be able to be comfortable to say. I'm not going to ask you who you're sleeping with. I ain't going to ask you none of that private stuff because that's something, some things should not be a matter of calculating whether or not you're a well, a healthy, uh, well-rounded person or not, whereas other things absolutely do. Like some of the characteristics of being an emotionally healthy person, you know, having healthy well-being about yourself because, you know, emotion comes from the inside of you. Like people think that they can put emotions. No, they really can't. They can't put emotions on you. Emotions arise from the inside of yourself, and they resonate from something that comes to you. So when when you're able to say things like, I feel comfortable with myself, I'm not overwhelmed by my emotions, I can accept my shortcomings, I can take life's disappointments, I feel a sense of responsibility to others as well as myself, and I'm able to meet the demands of my life. I set realistic goals, I'm able to think for myself and make my own decisions, and I can I can put my best effort forward when I'm dealing with things. Now, some people can say that it rolls off of their tongue. I had to read it. Some people can say those things, and it is what they are. It's evidenced in how they move. I put up a couple of pictures. I thought kind of resonated with this with this uh, theme of self-awareness, knowing who you are. And it was just a picture that said, stop talking and show me. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I got a mouth, I got a mouthpiece, and I know how to talk about a lot of different things without actually answering the question, but some things are just evident in what is the truth, and if you're able to know that truth, sometimes you're uh, able to articulate it just as easily. Now, if, if if anybody on any given day walks up to any one of you listeners or, any you know, anybody uh, that you could, you know, would ask you these questions, would you be able to really answer them? And when I post questions, I hate when people just say yes or no. 
because that really doesn't tell me anything. Sometimes it tells me that you just know the answer that I'm looking for or you're diverting from the answer that I'm looking for. You have no idea what the answer is or you've been you've been hoodwinked like a lot of us into just doing what you see. Now, let me tell you something. A lot of people don't know the difference between being an individual and being uh, an imitator. Uh, I learned a term called ghosting that I didn't even know was for real. Like, I, I heard people say, you know, ghosting. But actually, with some of the things that I've even gone through in the last several weeks, I had, I've learned a lot of things about life that are all just like, are you really, are you really serious? Like, for real, for real? Like, did you know that? Well, I knew this because I watch Snap and I watch all of these identity channels and I, I listen at stories, and it's like, I would have thought that, you know, I would have known that. I would have known better than that because, you know, I'm just that aware and awake, like my third eye is beaming. You know, that's how I feel sometimes. But then sometimes I'm like, I escaped that one right there because the same crap happened to me, but he just didn't get to chop me up and put me in the trunk of the car, or he didn't get me to drive across the country in a diaper because I was mad because I knew you had a girlfriend. You know, those types of things. It's like what happens when a person just identifies so, uh, I would say, abnormally that they don't get it. And ghosting is like an extreme form of that. If you haven't heard of it, it's defined as a form of identity theft. You know, with my mom passing, I wanted to get all of her licensures and everything that was related to her properly disposed of because, believe it or not, there are people who wait and they wonder, they watch the newspapers, they watch the obituaries, and they do things like assume identity, and they can do it so craftily because they have done enough research and they've watched people long enough, or they know exactly what is necessary to to get what they are trying to gain. For an example, I, I happen to be a nurse by trade, and every time someone actually takes the board, Every time someone loses their license, that's a public record. Every time somebody steals a license, that's a public record. But also, every time someone dies, that's not a public record, but your obituary is. So one of the things I want to make sure is that I properly took care of my mom's license, which I did. But there are some people who actually start to assume the identity of people that they don't even know for the benefits that their life reaps. Now, I know y'all know some folks. They may not do it to this extreme. But what they do is they decide that, okay, I won't say a house. I want a house that's going to make me look, feel, and make other people think that I have it going on. And they go and buy a house, and they struggle to pay for the house. They struggle to make ends meet. They struggle to even match their shoes to their dresses, but they well and they do it so often that when those things are ripped away from them, they're lost in identity. Um, that's not what identity, uh, individualism is. That is not even a really good uh, imitation. Did you know that imitation is something that you have to learn? You know that it is not natural for a person to imitate. It is actually something that has to happen. Uh-oh. Somebody is talking in the background right there. But I'm going to put that back. But I'm going to open up your lines because I want people to be able to talk with me tonight about these different topics. The topic, of course, is knowing who you are. I want to ask you questions because some of the questions, oh, some of the questions that people have um, to 
indicate whether or not they know about themselves. You, sometimes you don't even know things about yourself until it's brought out. Because I'm going to tell you, I didn't know that I was real, um, I was real kind of particular. Because I, I think I'm pretty casual. Like one one thing that I, I know that I'm not, and I'm sure of that, like it doesn't matter whether you take me to eat, uh, I can find something on the menu to eat. But I know people who cannot order from the menu, and like that gets on my nerves. Special, you feel so into yourself that they got to do something special to your food. Now, that's just how I felt about it. That may not be why they do it, but so, like things like that. There are some people who govern their lives like that. They cannot be around people who don't look a certain way. Uh, they want to be associated with people who have a certain type of job. Uh, and some of these questions um, are just kind of basic, but they end up calculating to tell you a little bit more about yourself than you uh, You may not even know that you don't know about yourself. So let's, let's get started. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the lines, and if you're anywhere where there's a lot of background noise, if you could, please help me and um, get to a place where you can. And um, if in between talking, you can mute your phone, please do that because the back feed is kind of hard sometimes. I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. And um, if you want to introduce yourself when you hear your phone number, then just do that because that's how we do it here on the Empire. First number coming up is out of, looks like Georgia, 9124. Are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you, uh, can you pass on me? Because I'm kind of multitasking right now, but I'm listening. Okay, I'm going to pass on him because he is multitasking and he's just listening. But you know what? That's another thing. Some people think that um, you can give, and I'm not one because, like, I get real confused. Like, if you tell me to type and write or, or talk at the same time, I end up typing what I'm saying. Like, I cannot multitask very well for doing that, and it's, it's done in such casualty that others feel like they're being overlooked. And it's not quite that way. It just is the differences in people. 8952, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Lily, the lovely one, and her big brother, Eshak, are on the line. Lily and Eshak, the twins, the one of the twins, are on the ball, baby. I love, I'm starting to really love Texas. I'm going to have to get out there. I'm going to have to get out there. We're going to cut up so much. I don't know if you heard, TC has gotten a big deal out of California. He's going to be doing some work in California. He's going to Hollywood. So hopefully we'll be connected to someone who has a little bit of pool, and we can have our own show that comes out of Texas and out of Los Angeles, California, and it's going to be called Empire that's what I'm going to be at for. But we ain't talking about that tonight. Tonight we're talking about just knowing who you are and knowing yourself. And some of the questions that I want to ask um, are just some basic questions, and they say that they've helped to facilitate you knowing um, yourself, being able to just, like, verbally articulate some things about yourself. And like I said, some people think that they know themselves, but it's all sometimes just a perspective because they can – Say what somebody gonna say about them? Like my friend, if you ask my best friend in the world, she'll tell you this about me. And if you ask her, and she don't say that, people get shocked. Like if they're not really aware that who they are to themselves may not be actually what they're showing to another. So let's start with you guys. First question is: When someone criticizes me, I often feel because I tell myself. 
blank. Let's start with your brother, because I, I want to get your brother, because you know he'll sneak out on somebody lately. <laughs> your question is, when someone criticizes me at work, I often feel blank, and it's because I tell myself blank. Fill in them questions, Isha. Isha. Yeah. Did you hear the question? Did you? When somebody criticizes me at work, I often feel blank, and I tell myself blank. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it all depends on what they're saying. I mean, if they're telling me I'm working too slow or working too fast or I need to pick up the pace or, you know, uh, I didn't understand the question or, you know, it all, it all depends on what it is. I pretty much, you know, go with the flow of things. So, uh, so you're not like I said, it just depends on what it is. You're the... You're diverting. You no, and no. What I need you to do is answer well, the it, question. It all depends on what it is. I mean, like I said, what is what it is? I mean, what, what are they criticizing me about? If so, what are they saying? See, if someone crit, if someone criticizes you, it's just criticism. That's the point. That's the point. If you are criticized, okay. Let's say at home. If you're criticized, okay. All right. I, I I'll tell you like this. I will tell you like this. If they're criticizing me, and I know. What they're saying is wrong. I'm just going to ignore them. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But if they're criticizing me, and I know it's right. I'm going to feel, you know, like, oh damn, I need to pick it up, or I need to, you know, I need to hurry up, or I need to, you know, I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong. And I, you know, I start putting pressure, unnecessary pressure on myself, and I either, either I start messing up more, or I would uh, just like, you know, damn, I can't get this, I can't do this. And I have to sit back and kind of like, you know, take a breather, take a break, and try and figure out what the hell I'm doing wrong. Or I ask them, you know, I need a little bit more training. Okay. Or, you know, okay, just, well, like I said, it just depends I'm, on I'm what a, it is. I'm going to ask your sister a different question because I'm, right. I'm, I'm making notes at the same time because from what I deducted, and I'm not the psychologist, but I'm kind of am on the show just tonight because it's like, oh, but I ain't no psychologist yet. Not yet. But what I hear you saying is it kind of depends on what's going down, how criticism affects me. And I tell myself different things depending on what's being said. Okay? Let's ask your sister. Okay. I could be better understood if what? I can be better understood if you allow me to elaborate on whatever it is that I need to elaborate on. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. That was not a long elaboration, but I, I mean, okay, okay, I, I, I get you. So all you need to do is be given an opportunity to say your piece. Exactly. Bottom line, period. Okay. Bottom line, period. Okay. Okay, let's go. Uh, I, I don't want to go to. I think that's. I think that's Greg on the other line, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll give you a, a little another round before we come back to you, if, if you want. And any of the other callers who are blocked, just know I'm not going to ask you anything deep, anything specific, because like I said, at the beginning of the, the show was formed at someone coming to me and and letting me know that they had something that they wanted to share. And the, you know, sometimes the shows come out of that. Um, 
for some reason, people think I got it all together, like I'm just so on point. But really, I'm learning myself every day. So once I learn a little bit about myself, I'm able to curtail better what I'm able to offer to someone. But you can't do certain things if you don't understand the difference between um, uh, who you are and and what you think other people uh Think of you. Let's 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 do this. Let's do this before we do the, another question. First of all, does does either of do either of you guys know the difference between self esteem and self concept? Um, Lily, do you know? And don't and don't you do it? Are you already know what I'm saying? Go on Wikipedia. Don't you do it? Don't do it. I'm do not. You know when I'm someone not. says self esteem. Okay, tell me what self esteem is for you. All right, self-esteem for me is how you feel about you. Mm-hmm. But that's that's it. Okay. How you feel about you. If you are happy with you, then nobody else is happy with you. That's your self-esteem. Okay. What self about self-concept? Self-concept is what you think about yourself, and what you think about okay. yourself may not align up about align with how you feel about yourself. Okay, so one is what you, what is the theme now? Because I thought that kind of sounded similar. And that's, I remember in school, I used to be real confused about these two ideas, but it's kind of clear to me. You say self-esteem is what you feel about yourself? Self-esteem is how, okay. Yes, let me go ahead and reiterate word in a different way. Self-esteem is what you concretely feel about yourself. Okay. Okay. So concept, now the key word is concept. Concept means mm-hmm. to think or put a notion or perception, which means what you think of yourself, what you perceive of yourself. How you perceive yourself and how the concept of yourself may not align with how you feel with yourself or feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember... Well, we had Antonio on the show, and we were talking about tipping holes and how they do and all that kind of thing. His his self-projection, what he puts out in the atmosphere in the world for people to latch on is an inflated, he really doesn't think that about himself, but people gravitate towards it because it's such a relaxed uh, concept. It's, it's when he calls himself a pimp, or when he carries himself as a pimp, people will react to what you put out in the atmosphere, whether or not that's the truth or not. I don't know if I did it on this this past show or a show before now where um, I was talking about a comedian who actually said that he could not stand when a woman dresses, acts, and talks like a whore. And then when you treat her in that manner, she wants to esteem up and act like, you know, I don't know why you think that I'm a whore. And he said it's pretty much because I can see your vagina from way back here. I hear you talking gutter, and you're carrying yourself like that. So all of what you put off is actually telling other people or their perception of you is what self-actualization should work against. Now, self-actualization is when you put the esteem and the concept together with the process of becoming one. But when those two parts of yourself, that feeling about yourself and the perception that you think others have about you don't match, 
that's when people get confused. Okay, I know that was a lot to say, so I'm going to try to say it one more time. Self-actualization. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth is getting dry already because these words are too big for tonight's show. Self-actualization <laughs> is the act of becoming oneself, okay? And that means that what you think about yourself and what you know concretely about yourself, you act according to those things. And all of those things kind of fall together when you have a healthy uh, what, what most people function in is either the truth about themselves or what they're putting out to people and saying, hopefully they're going to pick it up and perceive it, that concept, they don't match. And when you do that, you set yourself up for a conundrum. Now, the conundrum is the imitation. I, You know, I, I don't know how many times – we don't say fake anymore. I don't even know if there's a, a new little word about fake uh, out in the world right now. There used to be a word for everything. I know – well, yeah, but I'm kind of like, you know, how we say sleep when, you, when you're on point and we say uh, thought when you act in a whole. I don't think there's a word that comes right, right out. Uh, it, we used to say wannabe. That's what we say it. You used to have these people who would know how, but it was so obvious that they were trying really, really hard to get into this Mm -hmm. space of being something that they weren't naturally, and we called them wannabes. Now, what I want to try and do is open up more lines just so that they won't drop. If you would like to say something, I can introduce you by the last four digits of your phone number. But this imitation thing, the definition of it blew me away. And then the history of what imitation is with regard to human behavior is surprising. Sure. Listen to this. Okay, who is that already? So I'm going to put you back on. Hold on, let me click. Let, let me mute that. 9098, are you there? Last four digits of your phone number, 9098. Please don't hang up because I see you. Okay, I, I won't say nothing else since you're there. And just stay there. Don't leave. Don't 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 worry. Um, I want everybody to feel comfortable, and I'm being warm. And that's not an imitation. That's really true. Let me tell you about what imitation means. And this other thing, I heard imitation twice this week. We were talking about baking, and you know I can't bake nothing. I barely can, uh, really for real on the stove top. But when you talk about trying to mix up some stuff and putting it in the oven, I have a difficult time. Like I have an aunt who can just bake. And she never uses utensils and stuff, which pisses me off. So how am I supposed to do it if I don't know? You tell me I'm just put a little bit, um, put a pinch. Like, that's not something that you can measure. So I need to be able to follow a pattern. And that's what imitation is. Imitation is copying. It is an advanced behavior where an individual observes and replicates the behavior of another. Imitation is a form of social learning, so it's not altogether wrong. It's not like every bit of it is a bad thing. But what it is, it allows for you to transfer information from one source, absorb that, and then put it out in your form. That's what imitation is supposed to be like. Like you're not really trying to say that you are that thing. Knock off. For an example, you know, I'm not really, you know, I love purses. I can't even lie and say I don't love purses because I was one. Every time a new purse came out, and I was a Dooney and Burt freak long time ago. But uh, when everybody got this Michael Kors kick, for me personally, it was a turnoff. It was like every 
black woman in America had a purse with this little thing hanging off of the MK. Like, that was so the reason why I didn't want it. I didn't want it because everybody else had it. And it was because it didn't, like, it was just a big old purse that was one color. Now, people could probably say the same thing about Dunia Burt back in 1989, I think it was, when I got one. And it was a gift from a boyfriend, and I felt like, oh, he really loves me because he done got me what's the darn thing, and this is stuff that the grown folks get, and I ain't even got no job, and I ain't got nothing to put in here but my little calculator and my wallet and my license. Like, that's all I could put in there. And to see these grown women today, um, they're, like, one-upping each other, One, like, literally, like, going at it about having the latest this, the latest that. Like, I just didn't believe that you could have grown women who were trying to imitate and then has the nerve, like, I don't know about these, like, the stores first, but I'm sure that they do because the are doing it in them. You can look inside of the purse to see whether or not it's real. Uh, you see there was, like, a tag on the inside, and it had a serial number, blah, 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 blah. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's for real. Like, yeah. But then I saw a grown woman graduated with me, baby, posting a picture of somebody else's purse on Facebook not maybe two weeks ago saying this is not real because look at this and this and this. It was totally, like, innocent. But I couldn't believe that that was the level of competitiveness. But it was just about imitation. But let me tell you a little bit more about imitation. The fact that two people may perform the same act one after the other does not mean that they are imitating each other. For instance, if one person follows another person on the diving board, prefer, performs the same dive as the first, they may simply have the same desire, but that doesn't mean that they did the same dive. Now, that's just on a general. That, we, that was diving. I told you about purses. But guess what? There's some things in your personality, too, that a lot of people are after, that a lot of people want to kind of mimic. And I'm just wondering if any of you know some of those things, because I think it is an explanation as to why there's so many social issues that we have. Because when you look into the definition of imitation, generation-wise, certain behaviors are generational. Even if it is bad behavior. Let me say that again. Certain imitations, now it's, it's supposed, you're supposed to be an individual, but imitations are something that are that may happen after years and years of watch and learn programming, but it's not all the time equaling out to the desired effect. So it is like almost a, a malnourished type of, happening that happens with people. Now, I'm wondering if anybody is willing to admit that they themselves have fallen into the groupie-ism type of things, because there's some behaviors that's listed very clearly here of the, the behaviors that tell you uh, in, a, in, a, in a short synopsis, of course, this was a, a test. This is a personality test that people can take. You calculate this, you can this and that. The one else probably won't tell you for sure, but I can tell you what category you fall in um, by some of your answers. Is there any, okay, and let me tell you the name, the, the last one of these are the phone numbers that I have open now, and I want people to feel comfortable talking. You don't have to, but I welcome when people want to just have conversation 
that's helpful for someone else because hopefully by the end of the show, I can give you these four or five things that may help you better understand who you were meant to be if you're functioning outside of what you naturally would function. 9098, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. I just joined the conversation, so I'm still trying to catch up on what it is we're talking about. What we're talking about tonight is knowing who you are. And and, and if you know who you are, then you can function in a way that may not actually be a replication of someone else. 9124, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, are there any? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. Are there any groups? or little pockets of identity-driven uh, associations that you are a part of that you can share with us? There's things in there. Um, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people try to uh, imitate or emulate or try to look a certain way to present themselves in a certain way, to be perceived in a certain way. Um, for myself, I traveled around the world when I was in the military, and I had a chance to live in different cultures and see different things. And one thing about here in the United States, it's a lot of followers. It's a lot of trends, and people don't just dabble in trends a little bit. They get all the way into it. And that, that Dooney and Burke story that you told, it's a, I got a bad story out of, about Dooney and Burke because, uh, I had a woman when I was at Fort Hood, Texas, steal my wallet, took my credit card, and went and bought the most expensive Dooney and Burke purse they had and did that on my birthday. But that's another story. So, um, But I think a lot of people do things to try to imitate, and they don't have the confidence in themselves to be an individual. It's always this push and this drive to try to be like or look like somebody else or try to appear like you have more money than you do or try to look like, you know, what we consider to be wealth. Because I can tell you, I know some wealthy people, and the most of them don't buy Dooney and Burke purses. Most of them don't wear Air Jordans. You know, a lot of them use their money on other things. But I think it's sometimes it's, it's, it is self-esteem, a self-esteem issue, but sometimes it's not that deep. It's just people are just followers, and whatever trend is, is supposedly hot, which is media-driven, that's what everybody's going to do. You know, I, I'm like that about watches. I'll admit that about myself. I'll spend a lot of money on watches. I'll spend a lot of money you do, on and, like, and do you do you Do you take the pictures with your hand under your chin to show your watch? Like, do you do that? Because I, I promise you, I All thought it was just a... Uh, uh, for real? Are you serious? All, all the time. I got I got a lot of watches. I got more watches than I could wear in a lifetime. And okay. I've always, I I've always collected. Uh-huh. I've always collected watches, but I don't wear a lot of athletic gear. I, I spend most money on suits and ties. I wear suits and ties to work. And I don't spend a lot of money on, you know, sneakers and stuff like I did when I was younger. But certain things, I think everybody has a vice with certain things, and that is that is one for me. Okay. 
Um, and and cologne, okay. cologne too. You buy more than one scent? I thought men just got one scent. No, nah, I go to Nordstrom. You smell different. Yep. Okay, so you smell different depending on your mood. Cause see, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I have turned not not mood. a mood, not a mood, not a mood. Just depending not a mood. on no. a day. No, depending on what day or where I'm going. There's some there's some cologne for every day. There's some cologne for special occasions. There's some cologne, you know, for if you're going out on a date. There's just different things. So that's oh. that's something that I can admit about myself. I do. Most people won't, don't want to spend fifty dollars on a bottle of cologne, but I'll spend two hundred dollars on a bottle. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, that's just me because I'm I may be frugal, you know. And uh, Aisha, Isha, I'm gonna get this right. Yeah. Isha, you what what is your? Because it's interesting to hear me. I'm a, I'm a girl, so I kind of know what girls do. What what do you do you? Have you some stuff like that too? Do I have some what? Do you have a, a day of the week cologne, or is there a groupism type of thing? Because everybody actually is inside of one of these or not. I, I hear some background, and I think it must be coming from. I know. Hold on. I, I, I know. I'm trying to calm the background noise down as well. It's my roommate. He's trying to oh, talk okay. to me while I'm trying to talk to you guys. I do apologize. Okay. So, and I, in shock, what I she was you. asking you is, do you have something specific to you for your personality, so so to speak, a certain type of cologne for every day or for the... No, right. I don't have a certain cologne for every day. I buy, you know, several yeah, different colognes and whatever I feel like putting on, that's what I use. Okay, but that's you don't get have far as cologne. You do what now? I said I just you know I buy what smells good, and whatever you know I decide to wear that's what I wear that day. Okay. I don't have a so cologne for different types of whatever. Okay, I got a king on the phone. And we're talking about self-actualization, self-esteem, and knowing the difference between that, who you are and what you are and what you like. Um, I can see, you know, I'm not damning anybody's uh, ability to have a connoisseur nasal palate, I guess you would say, if you have multiple um, ways of smelling. I, you know, I got all these best and body works up in here, and I feel like sometimes I want to smell like a little green, then sometimes I want to smell like something different. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I'm just tripping. But maybe it's not uh, unusual then to be in different little groups like that. I just got a picture from somebody, and I don't know who it is from, and it's a bunch of women on, and it's not really, oh, they touched me because of booty. I don't know who just sent me that, but I'll talk to them later. But listen, uh, is there anything uh, King, that you know for sure that you're in a groupism mentality or that you totally are with this particular group of people or, or, or social group just purely because of this one thing 
It's not it's not necessarily all of you, but you can say for sure. We had Greg who said that he's got every watch that he's ever wanted. He has a collection of watches. He is big on, you know, making sure that he takes the pole um, picture where you can see that he got one of those big face watches. Is there anything like that that is a part of your self-determination uh, identity? No. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to disrespect anyone. You know, people do what they want to do, but I'm an individual. And um, the way I was brought up, you know, the way I think, you know, it's just my mentality. I can care less what anybody else think about me. And, you know, I feel that people who have to have materialistic things to, you know, prove who they are or, you know, prove, you know, that's, you know, a def- that, that defines them. You know they they have self esteem issues. I mean that's that's just you know my my take on that. I mean that's shallow. You know because it's, it's more to it's more to the world than you know materialistic things. And when you die, you can't take it with you. I mean I see a lot of people who you know go out and spend all this money and do all these things. And um, you know at the end of the day when they die. You know, their kids ain't got nothing, you know. Um, a lot of people look at personal wealth versus, versus generational wealth. And, I mean, blacks mm-hmm. are the main ones who, um, I ain't going to say blacks, uh, black Americans, <laughs> are the main ones who do that, you know, versus um, looking at, you know, your generational wealth. They'd rather spend all their money up today and have something, you know, to build a legacy. You know, I'm going to shine today because I can't take it with me. You know, that's the mentality that blacks have. You know, I, I ain't I ain't promised tomorrow. I mean, damn, if you got kids, which kids going to have? You know, stuff like that. Well, I listen, mean, the things, the things that well, they listen, go. Don't, spend, all people, don't all people do that? Don't leave. I mean, I, I, I love I, black I mean, people. You asked me a question. You asked me a question. I did. So, you know. I did. Um, you know, let me finish. I, I was getting ready to wrap it up. Anyway, but even with that, you know, with with the material stuff, you know, if you're going to buy, some, buy something of value, you know, like land, something that appreciates, a watch is only, it's only expensive to the person who wants it. You know, I mean, a lot of people go out and buy watches, a lot of people go buy cars and all that stuff, but all that stuff depreciates when you purchase it. Purchase it. Go buy some land. Start a business. You know things of that things of but, that nature. You know but, something to leave a legacy. Now, if I mean you ask listen. what what matters to me and things of that nature, mm-hmm, what what mm-hmm. gets my rocks off is up is yes. bringing my people up, and you know make sure that my kids are provided for when I'm gone, and I'm done. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. Actually, it's driven from the self, it just can get sometimes off kilter. And when people say that you have low self-esteem, what they're they're basically saying is that you are in an esteem factor that's just not self-centered enough. Let me say that again. Self-esteem has to do with how much you feed to yourself. It's not being selfish. It's not meaning you don't want to do something. You're trying to help up yourself. So if a man say that he really likes watches, and he buys himself watches, and him having those watches does something to a positive of self 
that he has positive to give, then that's a healthy uh, self-esteem according to uh, what I've learned because the opposite is also true. People who do not serve themselves first or who do not know themselves well enough to give themselves what they actually want, see, like, I can't even really say if I like a watch. I haven't thought about watches like that. I'm trying to really think. I used to think that way about hair. I promise you I did until I got locked into this sewing for like five years and then I took my hair out and it was natural and I enjoyed having natural hair so that kind of went away. So a man in his watches or a man in his cologne is no different than a man in his, say, uh, him wanting to buy land. But when you talk about something that is not about, purely about self, you're talking about legacy. Which is which is different. Let me tell you this other definition, and I, I had never heard of it before because it's a Greek methodical um, idea or or premise that says that there's a self that's called the Pygmalion self, P Y G M A L I O N, and it's supposedly the story of a sculptor who fell in love with just the stuff that he did, but he fell in love with it in such a way that everybody fell in love with it, even if it wasn't no good, like. It's kind of like Kanye right now. Like, Kanye is supposed to be this new mogul with regard to fashion. And it looked like he just decided to go to the Army Depot and get a bunch of stuff that was tan, gray, brown, and throw a white T-shirt up on it with some nice, fresh tennis shoes, and he put those people on the runway. But he loved it enough so people started loving it, too. That's that, that sheep mentality that I think someone was uh, saying up about but are there, since we understand how it works with if you're really in love with the ideas or the things that you put uh, weight on, what what do you know for sure about yourself that you do not love enough? Because, see, I, this, this is the focus, really, of the show tonight, because most people are not aware who they are because they're not honest enough with themselves to say some things about themselves they just rather skip over it and dare somebody else to say it and then go off or start fighting or janking because somebody hit the nail on the head. Is there anybody on the line so far who's willing to say that truth? Because I'm going to start because, well, I'm not going to start with me because I want to say something about myself a little bit later. There is a friend of mine, and she's absolutely, to me, she's gorgeous. And I'm not, you know, some people say gorgeous, oh, she's gorgeous, and they say that the same way when they say an ugly baby. I'm not saying it in that way. I'm saying it for real. Like, she's really, really a beautiful girl, but you can tell that she does not like herself. Like, you can just, oh, my God, you just so tell. She flourishes as long as she has a amen corner, Okay. She flourishes as long as she has an amen corner. She's a public speaker, and she says a lot of things that are progressive, blah, 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 blah. But someone at a public event, out of all of the events she's ever said something at, hit on the point that she had never said out of her own mouth about herself, and it had to do with her weight. And it broke her. And, like, she, she really is not the same person anymore. I had to tell her, I said, now, you know, the power and the fever that you have had before went somewhere because you obviously believe what that person said. Now, she could believe when people would say, oh, you are a beautiful 
woman, you have, you know, a beautiful daughter. She's got one daughter. You will fight for your black people. She loved all of that. But she let somebody whose name she probably doesn't even know, that doesn't hold any significance in the rest of her life, stop everything else because she actually believed it. And she's never said it out enough. She, you know, talked to me after about it and how that made her feel. But is there anybody willing to say, you know, I know for sure that this particular thing right here is my hang-up about myself. Let's start with Lily, if you're still there. Oh, Lily is always going to be there. Now, the question that you're asking is, what is it that I don't love enough about myself? Mm -hmm. I could easily tell you that. It's the natural me. Me and my natural form. What's the natural? What you mean? What you mean? Because what does that mean? Because I don't know. Because I, I don't okay. know that you. To me, no, you have never I'm met me, now. but you see my picture. Okay. You see my okay. photograph. What do you see in that photograph? Okay. A, painted, a painted woman. Okay. That you see the paint. Now, you have not okay. seen so one you... photograph of me without my paint. You're talking about makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're not comfortable with yourself without makeup. Exactly. Okay. I I, I, I feel like that the, the me with no makeup is not spectacular enough. Mm. Mm. But you're a different person. So you say you're a different person. Go ahead, go mm-hmm. ahead. Okay, so for the lady who says that she's not comfortable without makeup, what if you met a man who didn't like makeup and he liked you? And, you know, he wanted man. you not to And he, he, I mean, he always complimented you without makeup when you stopped wearing it then? No, I wouldn't. Why? And if you was really why? into him, you know, if you were really into him and, you know, you you know this guy really into you, why, why would you not, why would you continue to wear makeup? Because I'm not going to give up that part of me. Okay. But it's not it you. Just I, I hear, I hear you, and I love you. <laughs> but you just admitted that it's not even you that you're giving up. You just admitted that the natural. No, I'm not going to give up that part of me. Okay, okay, okay. You're not going to give it up. And and you know what? I feel you on that because I'm going to tell you this. I love me some back, and I love me some eyelashes, and I love my toes and my fingers to be the same color. I love that. Mm-hmm. And if I met a man that said, don't do that, he would be changing that desire to satisfy me because I like that. Like, I feel real sexy right now looking at my hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel sexy. I feel that. So for you to tell me to take this off, you taking me to some place that's just for you. Okay, we heard from the ladies. Right. Let's hear from the men because I hear a man calling us somewhere coming. Mm. I don't know who said it, <laughs> um, but um, let me further expound on that as well. Now, okay. in me expounding, there are only certain people that I will allow to see me in my natural form, and I have to truly trust you to see me in my natural state. Other than that, you'll see me painted. You're going to be painted. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
any other guys because that is so. I think that is probably yes. like yes. a yes. standard. Who is the yes? Yes, yes, yes. Who's yes? Yes. Uh, this is great. Um, I don't think it's um, it's, it's kind of coming across as if some people may feel like if you have a vice or something that you love treating yourself with, it doesn't necessarily mean that you let everything else fall by the wayside. Like, you can have some things that you love treating yourself to because you work hard and you work to do those things. And I like the guy was saying before about, like, buying land and doing things like that. I agree with him. And for me, I, I do have a business. Uh, entertainment business that I am leaving to my daughter. And I do have things that I invest in other than those things. But, you know, when you work and you love yourself and you want to treat yourself, which I I encourage everybody to do, don't get caught up in doing it for everybody else and don't do anything nice for yourself. Once you decide, some people can't even decide what it is that they want to treat themselves to. So once you've mm-hmm. handled your business and taken care of your responsibilities, you've got to have some kind of comfort or something that you treat yourself to. And as far as mm-hmm. meeting a woman, if I meet you and you're wearing makeup and you're wearing sewn-in hair and you like to get your nails done and you like to get your toes done, I can't ask you to stop doing that because that would be like you asking me to stop going to the gym or to stop watching uh-huh. football, or to stop doing the things uh-huh. that I enjoy doing. Nobody's perfect in uh-huh. the scheme of things. We all know what we like and what we don't like, especially okay. as you get older, especially as you uh-huh. get older. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think it should be perceived that just now, if you're following trends and not paying your light bill and going to buy these things or following trends and trying to show off and not taking care of your mortgage, that's that's one thing huh. you gotta prioritize. But if right. if if the if the empress worked twelve hour shifts and she working seven days a week and she raising her kids and she taking care of this and taking care of that, yeah, when you get a day off, you go get your toes done because that's for you. I'm gonna tell you anybody something. Should it's have I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm gonna tell you one thing that I, I almost thought maybe I had a little issue about the toes and nails thing because when I was at home getting ready to bury my mom, anything that's important to me, like I don't care about like being perfect, but certain things make a presentation just for me. Like it just hurts me if I'm calling myself together for anything and my nails. If, especially that big toe. If that big toe gonna be out, like it's got to be painted. I don't want to. I'm not wearing no sandals if my feet are not done. And it's just an irk of mine. I don't think I got the most beautiful feet or anything. But when I finally felt good about myself in my imperfection, that was just one of the things that I got comfortable doing for me. And now I do it for me. Like it has nothing to do. With presentation for real, it's just like if I'm going to show up and it's something that you're going to show up for, it bothered the hell out of me that I was at my mom's funeral and my first, my first finger and my thumb on the other hand was broken, and I just didn't feel like going to sit in the chair, somebody to do my hands, and at a point I 
I remember looking at my hands, and I was like, ooh, I hate my hands like this. But nobody else would have known. Nobody else knew that. Well, with women, our presentation is a big thing. Men, I never would have guessed the cologne thing. I never would have guessed. Uh, I know that the watch thing is big because some guys can have on beat-up shoes, and they got on a nice watch, and I'm like, they don't even go together. But if you want to do you try it. But, you know, I can you know, do what you do. I know it's a presentation. So any, anybody else want to share anything else about, you know, what they know that they're doing for their own self-satisfaction? Because that's the way it's actually supposed to be done. This is the way that you build healthy self-concept, healthy self-esteem, is you have to first know what you want. And you're not doing it just because everybody else doing it. Anybody else? Before I talk about something I hate. Uh-huh. He's shocked. <laughs> if he won't, uh, he's shocked. Do you Come want on, to big share? brother. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell and this is because I've never met Eshaw. Let me just tell you about some of the behaviors of, these are commonly seen behaviors of persons with self-esteem low. Okay, because self-esteem doesn't automatically mean high. Self-esteem means how you feel about yourself, and either you feel very good or you feel very bad, and it is exemplified by what you do. Now, people who, <laughs> it just so happened that he was like, oh, I'm good, that's just so far. I'm not saying you got low self-esteem. I'm saying that when people uh, describe themselves as shy, bashful, quiet, and withdrawn, they're usually seen as persons with low self-esteem. People who are mildly passive and tend to avoid experiences and limiting their contact with people are seen to have, or are said to have low self-esteem. People who aggressively assert their own ability and contribution but find it difficult to share are usually said to have low self-esteem. And people who are overly competitive, they have it difficult with sharing, or they purposely undermine others, are said to have low self-esteem. Now, does anybody identify with this? Because I don't think that if you call into a show that you know is live and you know that she crazy and you know that she may ask any type of question at any point, that you can say that you have low self-esteem, but there's got to be some things in how you feel about yourself, just like Greg just said, uh, I think that was Greg that just said, you know, there are some things that I know for sure that I, I, I want to have for myself, but there has to be also some things that you kind of skip over. Because, like, I used to have a problem with my eyebrows until somebody told me that they were perfect. But I really didn't think they were perfect. I didn't. And now that I see people drawing them all the way up to their hairline, I said, okay. They pretty all right. Um, I mean, it, you know, they pretty all right. Like, and then, like the the nail polish in particular that I love myself, I loved it. I didn't even I didn't even notice what the color was. I just saw it. I said, I want that color right there because I love purple. I said, give me that color right there. And I have had so many, so many compliments on this nail polish. Now, I have gone out of my way to try to, ooh, this is going to be a pretty one right here. This is going to make it stand out. And don't nobody pay no attention to it. That's the law of this whole thing. 
whatever you do for yourself in its fullness and truly, that's what really gets complimented on the outside. It, anybody want to tell me before I tell you what high self-esteem? Because everybody's going to say high self-esteem and, and we don't. Okay. As you said, uh, one statement in regards to giving, you know, being helpful is more more of a better term for it. But in addition to being helpful, you don't allow people to get close to you and get to know the intimate things about you. That would be me. Mm-hmm. I'll help so, you all day long, but if I feel like that you're getting a little bit too close to me, I cut you off. See, that ain't healthy. That is not healthy, Lily, because if the 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 actual response to a helpful person is, is to be able to receive it as well, like if you just if it's just not going to reward yourself for nothing, and we can't have that. We got to be a, a healthy person. And I'm gonna tell you something. I have heard more people ask me why I wear makeup, and I'm going to tell you why. I wear makeup because first I'm, I can, and I like it because you can turn into different people. Like I can be like really, really innocent looking with a certain palette on, and then sometimes I can look like a, a, a slut princess. And I'm still the same person, but it's amazing how an eye color change, a lip color change, a hairstyle change, changes the reception from other people when I'm really, you know, the same person. But more people, and particularly even men, say that they, oh, I prefer natural. I don't want no girl with no weave in her hair. I don't need you to have no fake eyelashes on. I need you to not wear a whole lot of makeup. That's actually what they feel about themselves. It ain't got nothing to do with me. What they what they desire, and if you're coming at me, you must have some. You looking past something because you can't see my face if I'm painted up. If any man were to even approach you, Lily, you just admit it that if they did in full makeup and still see beauty behind it, you would be like, mm-hmm. I'm finna take this off. I, I, I can make them go away. And I will do that. I will purposely take off the makeup or allow them to see me in my natural state to make to sh- make you say, yeah, never mind. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fly to Texas because this ain't this ain't feeling right. I'm I'm coming to Texas. I don't know. Oh, but I'm being I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm being I, I do I'm being very I, honest, and I appreciate. But I do appreciate that. I do also know that you're an uh, intelligent person. You you got to be because the way that you're saying what you're saying, you understand that the equal on that is going to be exactly what you get. It's almost like you're dooming yourself to be in the same place. And if you if if that's who you are, then fine. I just see I see I see something different. I feel something different. And just like with a man, like a man. No, I've had men even say that they can look at a woman and the way that she interacts with other men and tell what the truth of her is, no matter with all of the fluff. You know, the most unhappy people have the presentation on so good. Like, you can't, like I hate to be called a diva because to me, a diva is somebody who got it, got a, a perception down pat. And they almost feel like they gotta be on point all the time. They would know. I would walk out the door 
you know, and not do my hair. Like, I'm I'm not that type of female, but what they see, just like you say, the Facebook pages that people see, the the little threads for the show, the different attitudes, that, and it's, that's just for that, that space. But when you can see past that, and you can, if, if you can translate that out to the people that do matter in your world, your whole world will change. Can I, can I, I say something? The real question is, you sure can. I, I think um, for a lot of men, or I can speak for myself, when when you're growing up and you're learning about women, uh, what's what's attractive on the outside has a lot to do with who you choose. But as you get older and you start, you know, looking more for more substance and more, you know, it could be a woman with makeup and hair weave on, but you start to think about, okay, just because she's wearing makeup and weave doesn't disqualify her. She may have all the qualities of a woman that I'm looking for. If that's something that she likes to do, that's fine. She may possess every other quality to be a perfect teammate for me. And just because she likes to, to wear her hair a certain way or dress a certain way, I shouldn't disqualify her for that. And I, I think we, uh, a lot of men, we judge women based on that. I hear a lot of guys say they wouldn't date a woman that wears a weave. But what if that woman is smart enough up under that weave with her brain to help build a kingdom with you? You know, I well, think I think I, you have to. I just don't get the weave. I, I don't understand why men. Are, I understand attraction, and I understand if you don't want to think, okay, I'm gonna put my hand in her hair, and her hair's gonna come out. I understand that part, but that that ain't yeah. even real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't get why men are hung up on on that because women. I don't know if women do that too. I, I don't want to. Well, I, all I just women. I just think I I just think you can't. For, for me as a man, if I'm looking for a woman, I gotta look deeper than just whether she's had whether she has on weave or not. If she's attractive the way she is, I'll I'll accept that. I don't need to get closer to her and then ask her to change. I'm not gonna. You can't tell me to shave off my beard. I'm not gonna cut off my mm-hmm. beard. So I'm not gonna mm-hmm. ask you to take your hair weave out. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's more to a relationship and what draws people together than what you, you know, want to wear. Because if you're wearing makeup during the day, eventually I'm going to see you with it off. So uh, I just think that's that's just, I think that's just kind of small in the scheme of things, you know. I, I knew a guy who said that he always dated girls during the summer and he threw them in the pool. Not to see if they, not to see if they could swim. He wanted mm-hmm. to see the makeup come off to see if their eyelashes. And I'm like, that is so mean. But he said their reaction to just getting messed up too was the bigger mm-hmm. thing. And it's like wow. you ain't got a trick. First of all, I can't swim, and if you throw me in there, I'm gonna be so sad. But <clears throat> you really want to see the truth of a person if you come to that person. Outside of wooing over her, when you know she thinks she got her, because, you know, when we get our hair done, we get our nails done, we got that little dress, and we feeling ourselves, it's a whole different presentation. And we know it, and we know y'all know it. If you approach her in that time, you're going to get everything that comes with that. But that don't mean that that's the essence of who 
who who she is, and you can't rip that away from her. Like if you go let somebody get all nice and clean, I also know someone who said that they would, you know, they knew they had superficial women and everything was great about them, but they were just too hung up on stuff, on stuff, you know. They they just too much worried about what they got to wear and. You know that kind of thing. So he said he purposely poured a drink on just to shoot. You know, kind of made an action. Sound like he like to get a reaction out of people. He like to get a rise out of them. Right, right. Well, like there's some kind of hiding behind certain things when that's not going to make that come out in its truth. You need to do something different. Like if I really wanted to see a girl that I thought didn't wear her makeup at night, I would. You know, come by late at night and try to talk to her and see. You know what I'm saying? Like, I or I would just ask, "Let me see you with your makeup off." Like, if that's such a big deal, I mean, do you think they hide and they ain't got no nose? I'm just not sure. Like, makeup is <laughs> that much. I don't know. I, and, and like, when I, women, off the, uh, pop off the leg, pop off the arm. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, shot, they shot, they shot. Uh-uh. Don't make me No. Lily, that's not even unrealistic. Uh, I had because I do not, I do not have a, uh, what you call it, the stick that you do your pictures with? The, um, the selfie stick? You know the, yeah, the selfie stick. Yeah, okay. the selfie stick. I refuse stick. to buy one because I I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. I think it's just dumb. I don't have one. I don't want one. But I take a lot of my pictures myself. I think it's kind of vain, but it's something that I do. I know that I got a ton of pictures myself. I even got like four different profiles so do I. I on Facebook. Okay. I have so, 1,700 pic- pictures of myself. <laughs> okay, but I do. that's the thing. That is the proof. In some ways, and I'm in this group, so I can help, I can own this issue. I have some self-image issues with myself, but I, I, I'm, like, starting to really like myself. So, like, I have had guys ask me if I really had legs. I have asked guys to say, uh, are you, like, 100, I mean, 500 pounds in a wheelchair? Are you just a pretty face? Because I don't see the rest of your body. So I, I've had that, and then when I've met people, through social media, they meet me in person. They're like, "How you want to go and just post a bit?" Because it's that's not something that I feel like I need to do to draw people. Now, if I put some of the pictures that's in my phone online, you'll get a bunch of that superficiality and stuff, and people make you feel like you're doing something wrong by just being modest. If I put right. my breath out on Facebook, that's where people gonna come for. And they're not going to say, ooh, let me see your breath. They're going to be acting like they like me. They're going to be saying stuff that's like they care. Mm-hmm. When all they mm-hmm. really want to do is see your breath. If I want you to see mm-hmm. my breath, I'm going to show them to you. And, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with men. If men wanted you to know how much money they have in their wallet, you don't have to go to a restaurant and try to buy up a bunch of stuff that you can't pronounce just to see if it freaks him out about his money. Or, you know, if he wanted you to know um, about another female, you don't have to pay and investigate. You can just ask things. But it's telling on how you interact with other people what you really feel about yourself. 
Like I just I, I just I just need that to get all the way home to everybody. And I want to ask a couple more questions before we go. And this has to do with the Pygmalion self, Pygmalion self. And again, this is the man, the mythical Greek god. I don't think it was a god, it's a mythical Greek personality of a sculptor who fell in love with his own stuff. And he fell so. And there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. I mean, you have to. But you can't fall in love with yourself to a default where you don't see nothing but past yourself. And I think that's what's happening when people are so in love with, I need my girl had to come straight out of her cap that I got to throw her in the damn pool to see if it's coming off. Because it, it's, it's not even about her. It's about what long hair means to him, what it symbolizes to him. It's not about him when you worried about, you know, he just got too much cologne and too many watches in here of me. Here, there may even your watches. Like, why is you trying to change somebody who's actually found what they care about? That's what they do. And see, what you really should do is like, I think Greg said, if you meet somebody that like watches, I think you should start like trying to find out about watches. I'll never forget, I bought a guy a Pavado watch, and I would never buy another watch again because them face is high. But he was just bent on Movado. Like, I had never even heard of it. He probably had never heard of a Dooney and Burt or a, a Bath and Body fetish. Like, your bath water got to smell like a orchid or something, and it's going to be gone by the time you go to work. Yeah, I want my bubble to smell like that. But if you know those things and you go out of your way to reciprocate that, you gain that person. Like, you... But we don't do that. We try to go and find out what they like, and then we start saying, uh-uh, you have to take them eyelashes off. But with the pig, Pygmalion self, I'm going to ask this question. And and be honest, guys, if you can. King, are you still there? Because I want to ask you first. A stranger's first impression of me might be what? Of me? Yes, this is you talking. A stranger's first impression of me might think what? That I'm cooler than a fan. I'm colder than a fan. That's what I think. That, that's what I think. I mean, everybody, when, you know, if if you're a stranger and you meet me, you're not going to think that I'm an asshole. Only the people who know me think, <laughs> that, I'm a, think that I'm an asshole. But a stranger does <laughs> not think that. So, you know, they, they can be deceived. But you know, uh-huh. once they get to know, they know they know that I'm I'm a, I'm a militant and I'm an asshole. So you know, I, I think they they would think that I'm cool. You know, just based on how I carry myself. I'm not a flashy person. So you know, are, I'm simple. So are you saying? So are you saying that you really an asshole that be passing off like you cool? Is that what you just said? I got. <laughs> if it's a stranger, I mean, I'm not gonna just you. I, I'm 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 not. You know that. Um, I'm not. I'm a, I'm protective, so I'm just not gonna let anybody yeah. into my circle. You know, I gotta size them up. So while okay. I'm sizing them up, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be cool, calm, and collective. I'm trying to see where they head at. You know. Okay. I mean, but Lily and then oh, go ahead. Oh, I want to just go back to what you know. I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody on the call to think that you know. 
I don't like nice things and things like that. I do believe in rewarding yourselves, you know, for your hard work, things of that nature. As long as you don't get obsessed with it and go overboard, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you know you working. But at, at the same at the same time, you got to make sure you know you you got something you know to, to to leave. If you got kids, you know, leave your kids. Now if you ain't got no kids. I say you know why a lot. You only live once. But I mean, when you when you have you know kids and things of that nature, you know you should be you know planning for life after life. I mean, not saying not saying you know I'm trying to be white or nothing, but I just look at you know our. I look at the black community, and you know you you witness a lot of things and you see a lot of things, and it's sad. You know you have drug dealers who have all this money. They get caught. I mean, they got out. They got about 15 kids. They get caught. They go to jail, but they had all that money. They didn't put none of that money aside for them kids. So when he get out of jail, you know, while he was in jail, the kid was struggling. And, you know, he out of jail, he's struggling. And the kid's still struggling. But he actually has some money to make, you know, to change and affect the kid's life. But they don't do that. They go buy all these ragged-ass cars and all that shit. You know, they want to be, you know, they want to shine, and then they put the heat on them, and shit, they go to jail. But who, 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 who's really suffering? Them kids didn't actually come here. So that's just my, my philosophy on it. I mean, it, it don't have to just apply to drugs, does it? It can apply to anybody. If you got, you know, well, kids, I, I mean, athletes, athletes too. They go out and make a shitload of kids, and when they get out of the league, they broke. I mean, they're mad because they broke because they didn't have all their kids, but they can't take care of kids. But when you had the money to do it, you wouldn't do it. Okay, well, let's share where you Yes. All right, read, um, okay, repeat. repeat the question again. The pr- question, question was, again. a stranger's first impression of me might include or a Strange's first impression of me might think what? Uh, a first of a stranger's first impression of me would be that I'm stuck up. Mm. Would be that I'm stuck up. You think they okay? Because and that's not I, true. Ha- uh, I, I and I'm standoffish in nature, and the standoffishness comes from. I'm sitting here and I'm analyzing you. I'm watching your your actions and see if your words align with your actions. Mm-hmm. If your words and your actions align, then the guard comes down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I give you enough time. I pretty much allow you enough time to hang yourself. Mm. In my approach with things, I allow you enough time to hang yourself. Once I see any flags, you're automatically dead to me, and I, and I move on to the next person. Wow. Yeah. She a straight killer, man. I'm surprised she ain't born in, in August because, baby, she cut, she cut your throat so smooth and fast. By the time they gas them for after, I'm just saying they is gone because, oh, I got to get the text. I ain't trying to fave you or nothing. I just got to look in your eyes and see that this is the truth because I think all of you, I feel it is for protectiveness. I don't know why, but that's what I feel, and I'm sick to it. Aisha? Yes. Yeah. 
Isha. 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 Tell me. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a a a different question. Um, the the thing I am most afraid of is. The thing I'm most afraid of. Yeah. Um. I would probably say being a failure. Mm -hmm. A failure to who? To you or to others? To my kids. To myself. You so oh you so I'm just right. waiting on something else, but I think I think that's what you wanted to say. Um, um, let's see, Greg, are you there? You want to chime in? Then we got a new caller on the line, and we'll come to you. We're talking about self awareness and asking a few questions from a self assessment that's supposed to be things that people should actually know about themselves. And I think it's kind of difficult sometimes because some of the questions that they ask, I don't think. We think out, you know, think out in ourselves, we just kind of feel like we might already, we don't even think about it or we already know it and it's not even a topic of discussion, not something that's important to know, but it's something that you should at least be able to say out loud in your mouth. But um, let's see if we want to give Greg a I'm different here. question. Yeah, let's see. Um, <laughs> do you want the same one? You can have the same one. The thing I am most no, afraid of is I, I want a different question. You want a different question? Okay. Yes. When I am the center of attention, I feel what? Like a million dollars, like a lion standing on the tallest mountain in Africa looking down at his pride. That's really? obvious for you. Yes. Tomorrow is his birthday because, see, we ain't playing about August, baby. It just goes down in August. And I, I'm Another Leo. A little bit more. Baby, listen, King is a Leo. King is on the line. He's a Leo, too. He's one of those late Leos. But Leos are just, I just, I gravitate toward them. It's like a pride thing for real. I don't even look up people's birthdays for real, for real. But most of the people I, who are um, my Facebook friends, or, or, or Leo, go ahead. Can I tell you something? I've been a, um, mm-hmm. a DJ. I've been a DJ for 20-plus years, and part of my success has been that I could walk in a room or a concert hall or a stadium or anywhere full of people, and the more they scream, the more confident I feel. I've never been scared to stand up in front of anybody. I could I could go to any city, any state, with any group of people, black, white, Asian. I don't care if they're from Sri Lanka. My confidence level is is such when I get in the, in front of like a lot of entertainers when they get on stage. So that's just me. That's just me. And I, I don't know if that's bad or good though. No, that's not that's not bad. But I, I'm let me write this down. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna forget it. Um, 
it's at the end because we got like seven more minutes to go. We got a couple more calls coming onto the line, and you're welcome. I welcome everybody to say what they have to say. Seventy-eight, ninety-six. Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but it's loud where I'm at. I got planes coming around, and I don't want to be on your line like that. I'm just listening in. Okay, well, just tell me what you what you know for sure about yourself. If you can give me what you know about yourself for sure, uh, right quick. I work hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. That's, that's it. I I'm that's, that's what I'm doing. That's it. In the middle of the end, I just want to, right now. I just want to chime in for a minute more time, more than just, you know, two hours. Okay. Well, I appreciate and, it. That's Pac-Man. Pac has usually been on the show with us. He's been working so hard that he hasn't been able to be on the show in such a long time, and uh, I appreciate you coming back on. He he advertises for me on Black Planet because people make fun of me because I'm on Black Planet. But Black people are supposed to be on Black Planet, but there are more ethnicities other than Black people on Black Planet than I just left. Like it, it, out of ten people, two of them black. So I just left. I just said I could do Facebook for this right here. Zero two zero nine. Are you there? Can you hear me? Last four digits of your phone number zero two. Zero nine, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh oh, you don't have to hang up. Listen, I ain't gonna say this. People hear their number and maybe they fail, and so I'm just gonna keep going. But I'm gonna tell you, I want to, I want to uh, go over a few things. I'm saying um, a little end of the line commercial, and 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 hopefully. I, I kind of went a different route than what I originally wanted to do because, like I told you, this show was supposed to have been about a guy who had been living as a straight man, but he really was a gay man. And when he found the strength to say why he was living as a gay man, and that is coming to fruition now and that person's going to justice. Now he knows the reasons why he is the way he is. Now we ain't talked about none of that in its essence tonight, but every interaction that you've had in your life as a pre adolescent creates what you do. And as a child, what do we do? We teach children how to say these love, say these words. Don't do that. Do this right here. We reward what they do when they do this, and we damn what they do when they do the other things. So we start programming really, really easy. What I will say is that individualism is something that we all have, but for some reason we start to imitate. And I hope to be able to recap these one, two, three, or five different things before we end the show. A quick commercial, and then I'll be right back. Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Empress sent you. It was a 
another thing that I wanted to mention during the show, but we didn't get to talk about is this damn lion. It is August Cecil. I wanted to talk about Cecil, and they've been damning this lion out for the last several weeks, and I found out today that actually the, the dentist who killed Cecil just so that he can mount him on his wall is like in hiding in California. He's got death threats. There has actually been a gunman who has shot at this doctor over a lion just being what he does. You know, they say this lion was fighting another lion, and he was aggressive, and da-da-da-da-da. And I wanted to say, you know what, fool, if you understand what a lion does, you can't even be mad at what their actions do. If you know what a lion is, like you can't be mad at a lion for doing that. When you know that a person is a liar, you cannot be mad at them lying. You a fool if you expect the truth out of a liar. And the same is true with regard to when you know who you are. First of all, if we talk about emotions a little bit, and emotions come from the inside of you. Nobody can really put those on you. And what happens is you interact with someone, they say, do, or make you feel in some way that's already, like, down inside of you, and it comes up. Understand that that doesn't just, like, it don't burst out of nowhere. Like when someone pisses you off because they're always doing something, that something, unless it's that person who is giving you that emotion, if it comes out of nowhere, it's because that was already in you. So you need to understand that that's something that's inside of you that can only be expressed towards the other person. You are an individual for a reason. An individual person is different from the next. There are... Actually, we're all born individual, but we all leave here duplicates because we start following each other, trying to get the same result. I was telling my sister today that even if somebody does exactly the same motions that she does, they cannot be her. It may look like it. It may sound like it. You can look on Facebook and see people mimicking people from one end to the other. I have actually noticed a trend in all of these. Suddenly, I got so much to say, black women, with they have natural, ain't no makeup on, but they Afro peach, they got on some red, black, and uh, green, and they talking about black people, and they just who are, who are, who are. It is so artificial because you see that it, it looked like it, it sounds like it, but it ain't really resonating for damn. Like, it's not real, and you can tell that it's not real. So you need to understand that the in, the person that you are is unique, even in twins. Like, I'm a twin. Even identical twins, the DNA is exactly the same. So if you pull them up in some kind of biology kit, they're the same. But the experiences that they have in their world cannot be the same because they're not the same being. So you have to be individual. And for you to fight that, is it, it, it means one or two things. You ain't got a clue as to what you're supposed to be doing or what makes you happy. And you crazy if you think that mimicking what somebody else does that looks like happiness is going to equal out the same thing to you. It's the reason why one man can have two women and have two separate responses, even if they're both happy. You know, she's not going to recall the same things another woman is because he cannot be the same man to her. One person's treasure is someone else's trash. 
and it's because of the experience. The person ain't really morphing, but the person responds differently to a different response. So you have to understand that individual. And if you are satisfied with anything, happiness is going to follow it or repeatedness. Say that again. If you're satisfied with something, you're going to either repeat it or you're going to repeat it anyway and call it, oh, I'm happy. Because if you're not happy with something, you, you won't keep doing the same thing. Or that's the definition of uh, uh, idiocy. I don't think that's a real word. That's the definition of lunacy or craziness. Doing the same thing but expecting a different result or you're articulating, oh, I'm happy, and ain't nothing in that equation that equals out to that. You cannot have one thing without the other. When a person gets satisfied, they get stable, they'll keep repeating that same thing because they understand that this is giving me something. Now, satisfaction don't mean, oh, this is good, because you could be satisfied with getting a hoe. You can be satisfied with getting a, a dud. You can be satisfied with not having. You can be satisfied with being unhappy. Actually, what bitterness is is getting settled with that you don't still hold on to this emotion. Even though things can change, situations can change, you're just going to sit there and you're going to hold on to this and you're satisfied with being mad and upset. But it's up to you. Change for yourself and not for nobody else. I mean, this is like the cardinal rule. This is like the first commandment of self-esteem, whether it's good or bad. People who change for the good uh, and for the positive, they're going to do it for themselves. They're going to keep changing if that don't get satisfied. I've used the example several times. We do it with all kinds of things in our lives, and we're not satisfied with our hair, with our nails without makeup, without choices, we make those changes. But if you do it for somebody else, you'll never be satisfied behind that. If you do any of those things for anybody other than yourself, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be satisfied, and you're going to find yourself in search of fulfilling something for everybody except for you. I'm going to say that again because that kind of felt good because I think that that's where people get all tripped up. Women in particular with relationship, president of that group, trying very hard to please this man because they come with this whole menu of things that they want now, and I can give a damn if that don't match up with mine. Now, I've gotten to the point where I have made a menu for myself. There's some things that I like to do for me. I like to do for interest. I like to do for sharing. I like to do for the, the parts of myself that only I know. And this is what I'm going to do for me. This is how I'm going to do this right here. And when I get satisfied with that, I present a satisfied person to the rest of the world. That can be attractive to somebody who can respect that I'm taking care of myself. But what instead of those things we have are women in search of trying to figure out, let me see, I think he likes somebody who has shoes that's way high and my toes be on top of each other. But he likes somebody who be dropping it like it's hot and they butt move a little bit when they walk. So I'm going to, you know, go off for 15 days and not eat that. Or he likes somebody who's got hair all the way down their back. So I'm going to go and buy me a whole lot of it, even though I don't even like fake hair. Like, you have got to satisfy yourself. And then you'll find it really easy to not worry about uh, the things and other people and what they're doing. And if you have somebody or something or some situations in your life that are constantly 
watching you, constantly critiquing you, um, but you know it's not good for you, like you really need to cut that off. Those are not your friends. Those are your fans, and you need to stay way away from them. They're going to watch you anyway. Like, they will watch you anyway. You're trying sometimes just to figure out what you're going to do about yourself and about your life, and you got people in your ear telling you, mm, I wouldn't do that, or, girl, you know you don't want to do that, or that don't even look good on you, and you try to figure it out yourself. You put some people way outside of your little garden, outside of your perimeter. I told my sisters last night I was being territorial about some things because I'm having to self-protect. I'm not letting some people in to get me more confused about what I'm trying to do myself. Your fan club is different from your friends. Your fans are going to be excited about when you fail as much as they are when you do good. Those are fans. They're not your friends. And the last thing I want to say is uh, something that Greg said. Greg is always saying that made me want to write something down, and he said it tonight. He said when he walks out on the stage after having been in front of people a lot, you know, it does something for him. But the truth is you're always on stage. You, you are always on stage regardless of if there's an audience. You're on stage all the time. I have heard almost so I'm blue how many people say, oh, it was in the moments when I didn't think nobody was looking that I got a breakthrough or that I figured out this certain thing. Because when you actually know you're on stage, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying when you actually know you're on stage, you come with something extra that is not about yourself. If the times that you're on stage, by yourself, with yourself, and knowing yourself that you're really the most powerful because you get to groom, you get to make, you know, you get to make who you are going to be. And can't nobody tell you that but you. Like, people are good, especially family, family and friends, people who really have a certain expectation of yourself sometimes that you don't even know that they have about you, um, they will be changing you into some stuff that you ain't even thought about. But if you have enough time by yourself, you're learning yourself, you can actually say the things out loud about yourself, and it's just the honest truth, whether it's pretty or ugly, you can actually deal with those things, and you can actually change those things if you give yourself some time. You can't offer nobody a whole you if you don't even know who you are yourself. And, and, and I had to tell a girlfriend of mine, today, and I ain't trying to tell them. People ask me stuff, and I, t- and I talk back with them in as much truth as I can. She lost her husband suddenly to suicide. He killed himself, came back from the war, killed himself, left her with uh, two children. That's such an abrupt leaving. It, is, it, it was, of course, a removal from who she was because her life was she was an army wife. She would travel with him. She would do things with him. And now she's figuring out a whole lot of her life was in service to another person when she hadn't really served herself. And now she's at a point where she's gotten down pat taking care of the kids by herself. She's gotten good with taking care of all of the things of the house that usually he would take care of. Now she's herself and confused because she ain't got a clue. And what you, you cannot ask anybody to come and be with a stranger and be happy. Like, who who going to do that? I, I don't even know how to make this crazy woman that I don't know happy. So how can you ask another person except for you just start imitating? Start imitating, start perpetrating. But if you would learn yourself well enough to where you know exactly what it is, you don't have to, 
is gone. I mean, it's almost automatic, I think, and I think it will become automatic. I see people who function in that way. They know each other so well, they almost um, complete each other's sentences. Um, and and that, that can happen with anybody in anything and in any situation if you know yourself well enough to know who you are, know what you want, know what those destinies are, then you can make a plan on how to make that happen. If you don't know nothing, you ain't going to get nothing. That's going to be the empire for tonight, boo. I'm trying to find a song that's going to go with that, but all I see is thoughts. I really want to play that song because I love playing that game, but we're not going to play that. I don't know. I think this song is called Time. It's by a girlfriend of mine named Danielle Moore. Uh, she's here in the Birmingham area, and she performs at the Plum very regularly. I missed her last night, but I'm hoping this is her song. We're going to end the show with that, and I'll see you next time.